1: Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Welcome back to our show, everyone. Today is Thursday, April fourteenth, two 2011. And this is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest social radio network in the world. Glad you could join us. Our call-in number is 347-826-9170 if you would like to put your two cents in on the conversation. And Donna, I hear you there. I think you just... Just grab the other mic, right?
2: I just just got hooked up over here, Alan.
1: Well, you barely made it. (laughs) You know, I'm sitting here, and I'm hearing some snoring going on, and I couldn't figure out what in the world is that noise, and I turn around, it's the cat.
2: Yeah, that's the kitty. I was going to say, don't blame that on me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, okay, glad you're here. Our show this evening is Crimes Against Truckers, Protection on the Road, and we'll be discussing what? And how drivers can? Wh- huh? I got. I'm getting. What we'll be discussing? How and what drivers can do to protect themselves from being a victim of crime. Uh, crime against truckers have been on the rise in the past recent years, and not just cargo theft, which we've uh, talked about before on the show, but actual crime against the drivers, such as robberies, beatings, and unfortunately, worse. Our uh, special guest this evening is Carolyn Magner. And she is the uh, contributing editor for Randall Riley Publishing, who are the publishers behind most of the major trucking magazines out there, including Overdrive and uh, Truckers News. And uh, she is widely known for her monthly column in Truckers News called I'm Just Saying. And in the recent April 2011 issue of Truckers News magazine, she reports on the growing problem of crime against truckers and more specifically, what drivers can do to protect themselves, giving some uh, just great advice for the professional truck driver while living life on the road. So what kind of protection do you carry while, you, uh, while you're while you out there running the road, or do you even carry any protection? And have you ever been a victim of a crime during your work duties as a professional truck driver? 347-826-9170 is our call-in number. So come join in on the uh, conversation as we are live across the World Wide Web. And our guest, Carolyn Magner, and advice about protection while living life on the open road, coming up right here on Truth About Trucking Live. Hey, truckers. Are you tired of not being able to find a place to take a break? Are the truck stops and rest areas full at night, or you just want to take a break from the sleeper? Hotelsfortruckers.org will help you find a hotel where you can fit in. Choose from thousands of trucker friendly hotels across America that accommodates a 75-foot-long tractor-trailer, and you can get great discounts and specials through HotelsForTruckers.org. And if you're traveling with a pet or a smoking preference or need laundry facilities, the free information on the website includes an extensive database to locate the address, phone number, and direct web links to the hotels. And if you use a hotel room at least one time per year, then you can take advantage of the $10 annual membership, which allows easy access to view hotels which offer additional CDL trucker discounts, nationwide hotel chain discounts, and even room coupon specials. Hotelsfortruckers.org's database is comprised of the most extensive list of properties that offer the most needed trucker amenities. So visit the website today, hotelsfortruckers.org to find the hotel that is right for you. Hotels for Truckers was built by a trucker for truckers to help you get in where you fit in. That's hotels, the number four, truckers.org. Hey drivers, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live. Imagine at the beginning of each week you could go to a website and find a week's worth of loads in advance starting from your home base reloading your trailer after each delivery in the same city you just dropped off a load every time and carrying the final load back to your home base by Friday. And imagine having hundreds of options of trips just like this from which to choose and that all of the loads for each trip are displayed right in front of you with contact information so you can book them right then and there by sending an email with a click of a mouse or by calling by the phone. And imagine that just above each trip you know how many total miles the trip will be and how many of those miles you will have to drive empty, and that the total number of miles is over 2,500, and that the deadhead miles are less than 100, and in many cases even zero. And can you imagine that you could find up to 400 complete trips just like this, each with all of this information, in less than two minutes? Plan ahead and book your loads a week in advance before you even leave home base with a trip that will drastically reduce deadhead miles, increase fuel cost savings, and greatly minimize layovers. Sounds like a dream? Well, it's not. You can do this now by going to a new website, bestloadpost.com. And this is not just another load board. It's the newest technology and freight finding services for the owner, operator, and motor carriers alike. Already have your loads pre-planned and booked, ready to go a week in advance. Bestloadpost.com. Check it out. Bestloadpost.com. would help to turn my mic on. All right. Welcome back. Uh, (laughs) Our special guest, Carolyn Magner, is with us, and we'll be discussing her recent article in the April 2011 issue of Truckers News Magazine entitled Risky Business. So, Carolyn, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Glad to be here.
1: Glad to have you here. It works a whole lot better when I have my mic on. (laughs) Donna (laughs) comes running in here. Turn on your mic. So, anyway, glad to have you. And, of course, Donna, you're here with us, so jump in at any time okay and uh carolyn okay the the professional trucker out there running the road, living out of a truck, never in one place for very long. you've written a great article so how how much of a risky business is it out there
3: well it's you know it's just like anything else in trucking. it's hard to get the exact statistics on crimes against truckers. There's not any kind of a national database uh it'll go from State to state, city to city, truck stop to truck stop. So it's it's mostly anecdotal but um you know, most truckers know the, the high crime areas, um the you know, the docks and the shipping areas and the truck stops that are notorious, but just in general, just robberies and um cash just grab and runs, that kind of thing, um, can happen anywhere.
1: Yeah, but we're seeing a we're seeing a, a... A lot of that on the rise, especially in the last recent years. Did you uh, did you draw to that conclusion during your you know investigating on this story?
3: It seems it seems like um, it it, you know statistically that um, it's not necessarily um, in a national statistic. but um just from talking to truckers talking to uh law enforcement it, it does seem like it's on the rise and it seems like a lot of it is underreported so um i think that that's part of the part of the problem um but recently with some of the high profile murders such as the uh, the um rex stevens and amarillo that was just um they're still investigating his death and Truman Smith in East St. Louis, I mean just horrific murders that are just just hard to get your brain around.
1: Well, now I knew about the Smith, and that happened in February. Now, I hadn't really uh, Donna, had you heard anything about the one in
2: Amarillo? Uh yeah, that's been um that that's been out there matter of fact uh Drivers Alike puts a lot of posts out uh, about the, um, you know, the, the drivers that are, are murdered. There's a special section on their blog for that. Uh, matter of fact, uh, they just posted a new one um, on, uh, I guess it's Gary, Indiana. Uh, a driver was just bludgeoned to death in oh, uh, no. somebody's yeah this was just uh this just happened i believe it was yesterday morning okay. and that was just posted out on facebook and i and then that brings me you know to another thing to say that i do believe that drivers are being more aware of you know themselves of their fellow drivers and i think because of social media a lot of this is is coming out where the media wasn't picking it up so I think that that's another thing, that we are becoming more aware of of what's happening, just ourselves reporting it to one another. And I think that's something that needs to be said also.
3: I agree with you, and I think that um, especially the Drivers Alike website, I mean, just putting, just scrolling through and seeing, putting faces with um with the stories, I think it helps a lot and, and it really raises awareness of you know what 's out there and, and how and I think
2: another happen. thing is uh when Jason Rivenberg was murdered uh two years ago, I think that really started an awareness uh people you know not just for the the lack of parking, which Lord knows we we desperately need more parking, and you know we could go on and on about that uh but just the fact that he was murdered and that now there's similar uh not because of parking but because of the the economy the way it is, the desperation and uh chuckers were targets prior uh to everything, but now it's it's becoming more aware because of the Rivenberg murder.
3: And and I do and I think the media is is reporting more and and, and, and making more um making the stories more prominent where before you really had to dig to find stories. But um I I, I think that J I do agree with you about Jason and that it's just made such a difference.
2: Well we were matter of fact, um Congressman Tonko is going to be on our show in a couple of weeks. We've been in contact uh back and forth with them. Um and uh matter of fact two days ago I got another email so he's gonna we're gonna be talking about uh... about that with him so that that's a, a topic that's that's really going to be heavy in the news uh... especially now that the highway bill is <clears throat> out there well you know
1: i was um, you know i you know the amarillo thing i mean i can understand um, you know detroit and gary indiana and and all that mm-hmm. you know those are just high crime areas anyway i grew up two and a half hours away from amarillo Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't just you wouldn't reasonably think, you know, you know, something like that would happen. Of course it can happen anywhere, but you had bullet points in your article that I liked, Carolyn, where uh I mean you had bullet points of be alert, plan it, lock it, park mm-hmm. it, sound the mm-hmm. alarm and defend yourself. We'll kinda of try to go through those especially to defend yourselves because how do they defend themselves and with what do they defend themselves with? But the first one, be alert which is basically awareness of your surroundings I think is really um one of the key factors that a driver can do for their safety out on the road.
3: And and that's definitely backed up by the law enforcement that I talked to for this story um some who are on the record some who did not want to go on the record but mo- everyone agreed with um the premise that be alert is the most valuable tool that a trucker has just looking around just being aware of your surroundings finding out if you don't know it's a high crime area i don't know the exact specifics on um truman but um that that area where he was uh picking up a delivery was really a very high i mean that east st louis area is it was, it was a notorious high crime area especially the the block that he was he was in it was a known bad area so um I think you know you you have to you have to find out where they are and then when you're in and, and then you don't have any choice. I mean, he didn't have any choice. He had to he had to get the pick up the load, but um you know, I think just looking around, being aware, uh a couple of drivers said that they would they memorize or write down the names of the the make and model of the trucks next to them where they're parked, which just oh, you know, yeah. just again, it's just a good habit.
2: Well, they yeah, you had a couple of people, and what I, I loved this article because you you really had so many different drivers that you interviewed that put their their opinions and their thoughts together, and just what you said, the surroundings um uh let's see sandy long uh wrote the book Street Smarts A Guide for a Truck Driver Personal Safety and uh she says that you know you you just common sense you know you have to look around. And I think um Lance Woods the one you were referring to about the truck number. I think he's the one that that mm-hmm. said that Yes,
3: that was he said he memorizes the truck number and who who would think to do that but um then it then it's making you be aware of uh of of where you're parked and who's next to you
1: yeah well i th- I think that really is i mean as simple as it sounds, the key factor i mean i i've I have some experience in law enforcement. I have a little experience in self defense, and um, it's just where it, you know, especially to the newcomers, to to you guys and gals who are just coming into the trucking industry. I mean, I saw it all the time. They get out of the truck. They 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 walk they walk around with their head down. You know, thinking, well, I won't look at anybody, and you know, I'll, I'll be okay with that. And from my experience and my background, if me if I personally see somebody. Walking along, you don't have to, you know, stare people down, you know, eye to eye. That's not the thing to do. But when you're walking around with your head down and not being aware of your surroundings, to me, um, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable as a victim for a crime. I
3: I I agree with you. Even just even with a car in a in a mall parking lot. I mean, you've got to be head up, looking around. Under over several of the guys that I talked to that were victims um the uh, perps have been hiding under the truck or behind the truck or in you know behind the the truck parked next to them. You know I mean it's just it's it's there's so many places to hide. Alan was just telling me
2: um a couple of weeks ago of course he never told me about it, and I don't even know if he wants me to share it, but he was uh he was a um i guess kind of attacked and good thing he does have self defense uh training because he was able you know to get the guy down and uh you know while he was holding him down called the cops and the cops came and you know it took three of them to get him packed away but i mean that's just this 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 is what happens it was in a high crime area uh where he had the truck and uh like i said he never even told me about it it just came out a couple of weeks ago he shared it with me and it had happened about 6 months ago so um i mean we've had it happen to us well i well i see it a lot and and um
1: it's just one thing that's, you know, I, I just liked your article because it had so many good points. And, and just being aware, I mean, any everybody can be aware of their surroundings. They just have to look around and, and, you know, not not walk with their heads down because you've got to get into the criminal mind. If I see somebody walking around with their head down, not looking around, to me that's a potential victim, you know, potential victim, just plain and simple. But that was one of the key, one of the points you had in your, bu- in your bullet points here, be alert, being aware of your surroundings. And uh, next one is a uh, planet, and of course, uh, explain that a little bit. What are you planning?
3: Just so many, so many of the uh, law enforcement and longtime truckers that I talked to said that just, you know, just to make sure you're most vulnerable when you're stopped. So anytime there's a transition, that's when you're the most vulnerable. So their their points were to plan your route down to the last detail. Um preferably you don't stop for the first hundred and fifty to two hundred miles and um if you know, if you can and because somebody's watching you from um you know if they're staking it out and they've got an eye on where you've picked up or delivered, uh that's when you're mo- most vulnerable. So um you know you 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 just can't leave everything you know, you just can't leave it to chance if you're gonna find a uh place to Park overnight. Um, the the better that you plan, and the and the more precise that you know when you're going to be able to stop, the safer you're going to be. And that everybody said that just over and over.
1: Yeah, well, that's so important. You know, planning your trip ahead, knowing where you're going to stop, knowing the places to stop. Uh, for the newcomers to the industry who may not know the truck stops and everything. I mean, you know, most of these major major truck stops, you know, have well lighted areas. Mm-hmm. Many of them are fenced in. They have security. They have um, uh, security cameras, so you know if you're new to the industry, look at those major chains. As you grow and experience, you you learn you learn these places along the way. Um, I haven't welcomed all our listeners hanging on the line. Appreciate you being here. Those in the those in the chat room, I see you there. Appreciate you coming in. Uh, we'll grab um, let's grab I th- patches here. He's uh, one of our loyal listeners. Patches, welcome to the show again.
4: Ah, how you doing there, bud? I'm good. Are you behaving yourself?
1: <laughs> well, I'm trying.
4: Yeah, you like me.
1: <laughs> no,
4: I agree. Boy, uh, well, this last post is, uh, stay in your truck as much as possible. Well, this is true. But a lot of times you can't.
1: You can't what?
4: Get out of your truck. Look around. Don't be Don't be stupid. Don't think you're going to be a hero. That's the worst thing you could ever be, and you know that as well as I do.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I taught I taught for many years, and one of the things I, I tried to get across, especially when I was te- teaching women, um, one thing I always tried to get across to them and pound in their heads, and even men. I mean, forget about the macho thing. I've al- I've always said there is no shame in running, <laughs> and <laughs> know. you know. And, uh, you know. in a bad
4: stand.
5: Do what?
1: A good
4: run is better than a bad stand.
5: <laughs> there exactly. you go. There
4: you go.
1: Exactly. Now, have, did you ever run into trouble when you were out on the road, Patches?
4: Oh, yes. Oh, Lord, yes. I've ran into trouble. I've seen gangs uh, want to uh, start intimidating people, and I turned and just walked away got right back to my truck and got in it and stayed right there but if somebody was in trouble I would come out you know that's all there was to it but uh, so what kind
1: of prote- what kind of protection did you carry with you anything a hammer well, you, you know, I, I've heard I've heard that from several other drivers.
3: Hammer's, hammer's good. I mean, because you keep it in your cab anyway. You need, you know, in your toolbox. That's point. right. So
4: um, you strike somebody with a three-pound maul. What are they going to do?
3: <laughs>
1: oh, Well,
4: all right. Well, you, well, well, be, you
1: know,
4: uh, the um, three-cell. The thing is, that is. Go uh, ahead. Do what? The three-cell flashlights or four-cell flashlights. Mm-hmm. That's made from uh, aircraft metal. That makes a good
1: weapon, also.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and Carolyn, you had some of you had some of that in your. Uh, the tires,
3: the are good. Mm-hmm. Fire yeah, extinguisher.
0: Yeah, w-
1: one of the things I wanted to know if, uh, and thanks, Patches, if if he had any problems out there because, I mean, I was out there for many years and never had a problem except one time. Uh, I got in a pretty sticky situation, but the reason I did was I put myself in that situation, and so I always like to say you know just another thing is don't don't put yourself in that situation if you can maybe that's easier said and done, but um I mean you know you there's drivers have some things in their cab, like their flashlights and stuff, but you know let 's be honest, a flashlight isn't going to do much against the gun
3: right right. I think it just even goes back to you know just all of these together, be alert and 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 use common sense and and good body language and and um, and don't get out. I had a guy say just if you know if you're about to get out and you just see something that looks a little off, trust your instincts. Is that one of the things that you found in um, in training that that you would ask, tell people to really trust their gut? Well, I
1: think Donna will agree, too, and women are more intuitive to this, too, is there is a lot to be said about your gut instinct. Mm -hmm. Don't you think, Donna?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can, you know, you can just feel things, you can look at people, and I'll be honest with you, you know, sometimes I'm not as aware as I should be. Um, I know when I moved down to Florida from um, New York, you know, we were always looking over your shoulder, you know, growing up in New York, But once I moved down to Florida, especially in the rural area uh, we live in, you know, I'm a little lax when it comes to, you know, looking around. But I'll tell you something. I mean, Alan is so alert to any little. uh, It just amazes me. Even when he comes home from work, I mean, he can notice the littlest things, and 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 you know, I'm just like so surprised. So he's just. Trained to uh, be alert. Uh, I might be intuitive, but he knows all the time what's going on around him.
1: Yeah, but Carolyn, that's not the case for so many people. I mean, you know, and I keep my personal life, my private life, private. But for this show, you know, I mean, I'm 52 years old. You know, I've been, I've, I've trained in the martial arts since I was 14, and you, you you know, you learn all this stuff. But for the average guy and gal out there. uh, You know they, you know they don't, and you know, and my law enforcement background. I mean, a lot of things. I mean, you know, makes me, you know, a little bit different. But, uh, you know, I want to get to the point where, I mean, what can the average person out there do to uh, protect themselves out on the road? I mean, we have, you know, be alert, plan your trip. I mean, one of your bullet points is lock it. You know, padlock on the trailer. You know, it's simple but effective. I mean, that protects the freight, but. how's that how's that going to protect the driver
3: well the, when what was explained to me about locking the padlocking it is it just as they're as the bad guy is is scoping out the place looking for a victim um they're going to just like pass by the guy that's walking with his shoulders back and and looking around they're you know they're going to look for someone who's who's not maintaining their truck and who's sloppy if you don't have a lock on your on your trailer it's just an indication that you're not taking your securities seriously overall oh, okay. so they're looking for the weak ones they're looking for the easy okay. the easy victims so he said something just as as simple as a lock um on the back of the trailer um you know it's obviously not going to keep a cargo theft away a uh, cargo thief away but it it just indicates that you are on top I of I got you day. And you know I it was a little it's thing, but he said that that in and this was from a law, uh, law enforcement guy saying that that's you know that's what they hear over and over again. That's one of the things that that they're going to be targeting.
1: Yeah, I got you. Okay, it's just a sign of vulnerability again.
3: Right. It's just a it's just okay. another sign of being a little bit lax and and maybe letting your guard down, and you're just not somebody that takes right. your security uh, seriously.
1: Okay, I got you. Uh right, let's grab another caller from uh, area code 215, Pennsylvania. Go ahead, you're on the sh- you're on the air.
5: Yes, hi. How are you doing today? Hey, doing good. How are you? Good. I was just going through the block talk radio and I saw that topic and I, I had it to stop and uh uh, uh I get some more information about it. I mean, how much how how often is this is this stuff happening? Well,
1: that what, These what is it f- being
5: attacked? What what
1: did you find out, Carolyn? Did you fi- um, well again you said there's really been pardon? This is a new trend that's
3: c that's
5: um, happening.
3: From what I've from you know, from what I've been able to gather and again that there's not any hard statistics that say crimes against truckers have been increasing, although cargo theft has, so
0: um okay. it's actual
3: crimes against truckers. But a lot of the anecdotal evidence um, especially as the, in the last two years with the economy, that a lot of petty crimes against truckers—you mm-hmm. know, grab and run, and um, right. you know, uh, smack over the head—but then in the news recently, lots, uh, several high-profile horrific murders against truckers uh, that were mm-hmm. really not doing anything other than their job, just. Um, I, I, right. Well, I would
5: like to make a comment on, on the top. I, I have a law enforcement background. I'm also a self-defense well, oh,
1: oh, You dropped off your call. Dropped off caller. So call back and we'll uh, we'll get you back on. Uh, law enforcement. I would like to hear from him. I
3: know, definitely.
1: So, well, you know, I think I think you're right, though, Caroline. I think this stuff has been going on for a long time, but. Um, Just the media hasn't picked up on it, and a lot of drivers, you know, will still have this macho thing. They won't report it, and I I think that's one of the big reasons why uh, it just hasn't really been in the limelight as it's becoming now.
3: And I – I, I I'm glad you brought that up the the lack of reporting because that is that is a huge problem especially for the petty crimes and they don't want to get involved or they're in, I think what I've heard the most was that they're embarrassed um you know you're you're walking with your head down and and someone grabs you and and bonks you on the head and takes 50 bucks you're embarrassed. You, you know you shouldn't have been where you were, or you should have been looking, mm-hmm. or you know you were parked in the back of the truck stop and it was dark. So I, that's what that's what I heard often was that a lot of it goes underreported because just either embarrassment or you don't want to take the time uh, and the you know the downtime to file the report. But um, everyone, every law enforcement person I talked to said. To please encourage readers to report any crimes, even petty ones.
1: Well, I think you touched on a major key there too, because I'm known. I've known several drivers who've gotten, uh, you know, kind of robbed and shook, shook up a little bit. And uh, I asked them if they called the police, and they said no. And I say why, and they go, Well, I had to load. I had a load to deliver.
6: Mm-hmm. I heard <laughs> you <know>? that over <laughs> and over again. Oh
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's a big thing. We've got our caller back here from Pennsylvania. Go ahead. You're back on the air with us.
5: Yeah, I got I got cut off somehow. Yeah, uh, like I was saying, I have a law enforcement and uh, security background, and I, I am an instructor, and I, I teach not just self defense, but I also teach the reading of, of of criminal language, criminal behavior, and things like that. And for the truckers out there, or for anyone in general, you know, there are certain steps that are that are, uh an attacker has to take in order to commit his crime, and these are the things that we got to watch out for. Uh, 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 an attacker, he first profiles you. He he actually is looking at you, and he's going to find out if you are an easy target, uh, and he's going to move on if you're not. And he can tell; he's got that experience. So why cannot we? Why can't we do the same thing and learn how to read people back? And the five steps to reading this is that I mean, everyone who's going to commit a crime or attack you, he has to have the intent intent to do that. And that's when it comes to interview. He, he, he then later interviews you, and that's when he profiles you to find out how, how easy it is uh, 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 for the attack. Uh, then you get uh, the positioning where he actually gets into a particular position where that's probably the most obvious one, you know. That would be like uh, uh, he's, he's behind the cafe and he's picking his head to the side, you know, that, that should raise up a red flag, you know. So there's certain right. steps that we can take uh, to look at our surroundings, and that is the most important thing. A lot of people walk the streets and are not aware of their surroundings. You know, uh, crime it's, uh, happens only because they have the opportunity, and the only reason they have the opportunity is we give them that opportunity. If we take that opportunity from them, then there is no crime. So my advice to the truckers and to anyone in particular is to always be uh, always be uh, uh, conscious of your surrounding and look for these signs. You know, you're going to see a nervous person uh, standing by that cafe or behind the gas pump. He may be standing at a, at a bus stop, but there is no bus stop. You know, uh, with some change Bye. or transfer in his hand. You know, something like that. You know, there are some obvious things that we have to look at, and uh, once we start spotting them, when you you start. To, to learn how to read this, you become pretty much uh uh aware of who's who and who's and who's not who. You know, I've been profiling since I was uh, a kid in, in, in Spanish Harlem. Uh when I I was seven years old I used to profile and that was a means of survival. And that's how I got into security and then law enforcement. But you know it's not really that difficult to to really look at a person and 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 kind of uh, see their intent, you know. So uh, oh yeah. that is that is definitely my my, uh, my advice. To, uh, you know, when you're walking, when you're getting off the truck, you know, sometimes you get somebody mention a hunch or a gut feeling. Gut feelings are very right. important. I'm alive today because of those gut feelings. You know, something just doesn't sit right. Your subconscious mentality is uh, mentality is telling you that something's out of place. Right. then don't get off that truck. Move it up a little further, you know? So these are things oh, yeah. you got to do. So, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I wish I was out there uh, where you guys are. I'll give you some free classes.
2: But I'm in Philadelphia. <laughs> but uh,
5: I definitely, definitely I uh, did not know that, uh, you know, this thing was going on like
2: that. I mean, I, I know
5: truckers have been robbed just like everybody else, but I didn't know there was, you know, uh, uh, so much of this going on. And I can see that happening because truckers come in a in – large truck, they have supplies back there. Yeah. These guys wanna get that quick buck and, and they're probably in a little lonely town, they could just grab that and just leave. So they have yeah. the room for escape. Right. They have all the opportunities they need. So this is how we gotta to learn to take away these opportunities. So if oh, law yeah. enforcement in the area is aware of that, maybe law enforcement could start sending out some kind of stings and you know and stuff like that, you know.
1: Oh
4: yeah, so, I mean
5: and, uh,
1: I mean exactly, and uh, I appreciate the call. And Carolyn, he's reiterating, you know, right back to the one thing that I say that one of the key factors is once again, you know, being aware of your surroundings.
3: Exactly. I mean, he he is well, and the, there is also um, there's that that myth that truckers carry a lot of cash. I guess back in the day when they would when they would have they their used dances to. used to. And would um, would just be known, and I don't know that that word is really filtered down to the the low-life criminal element that they're not carrying or they shouldn't be carrying a lot of cash and, and really aren't. So I think that's just sort of just been the thing. You can go rob a trucker.
1: Right, and that's that's just that's just not the way it, not the way it is anymore. But they don't know that. But all right, listen, appreciate the call. Listen, uh, we'll uh, take a quick break. Come back, take some more calls. I see you up there, so we're going to get to you. And I also want to get down to the actual uh, items that can be used in um, in protecting yourself. So we'll take a quick break. Be back in just a, just a few minutes. With the CSA and all the regulations facing drivers in the industry, it's never been more important to stay up on current regulations and more specifically remain in constant compliance. Compliance for drivers and the industry has never been more crucial. Hey everybody, this is Alan Smith The Truth About Trucking Live and Trans Products and Trans Services are your full service transportation material compliance supply and regulatory service provider since 1957 dedicated to servicing your needs not emptying your wallet it's hard enough in these tough economic times to have to spend money to meet regulatory requirements but with trans products trans service friendly sound advice quality products and friendly personal attention they will make you feel like you have a friend and colleague in the industry from logbook auditing to driver qualification file management fuel tax filing to UCR filings from on-site training technical service you name it Trans Services is like having an entire regulatory agency working just for you, and their products, forms, documents, training materials, and supplies are like going to your fully stocked supply closet and having everything you need in stock and readily available to you. Quick personal service and prompt delivery takes the worry out of having what you need when you need it in this just-in-time inventory control environment. And the friendly, courteous people at Trans Products are a bonus in an otherwise hectic busy day. No unsolicited, interrupting telemarketers when it's most inconvenient. And their night leather division can supply you with all your transportation leather goods, from wallets to logbooks and permit folders. And custom orders and imprints are their specialties. Rich Wilson and his staff of on-site regulatory specialists relieve concerns of misinterpreting. How you are supposed to comply with personal service from years and years of combined experience and communication. Your drivers, as well as CEOs, will be trained with the understanding of what, when, why, and how to comply without total interruption of daily operations. So, contact Trans Products or Trans Services and Night Leather for more information. And a free catalog, just give them a call, toll free, 1-800-367-9100, or check them out on the web at transproducts.com and request more information about products and services. Highly recommended. They've been doing it for 19, since 1957. They are the experts. Transproducts.com. Okay, welcome back. I can tell I'm going to have to crank the volume up on those. Uh, <clears throat> all right, we're talking with uh, Carolyn Magner with her about her article in Truckers News: Risky Business. And Carolyn, I'm just going to try to grab some more of these callers, but I want to get I want to get to uh, some of the more bullet points here. Okay. Uh, but let's grab. Uh, let's see. well uh, we got a lot of listeners on here. Area code six six zero. I believe that's Missouri. Go ahead. You're on the air.
7: Yeah, I think that's me, Alan. This is Sandy Long. How are you?
1: Oh, hi, Sandy. How you doing?
7: Hi, oh, pretty Sandy. good. Hey, Carolyn. Uh, you were talking about uh, an increase in the crimes. We're seeing a different type of criminal activity now than what we used to. Um, you know, I don't know, Effingham, Illinois comes to mind. And <coughs> pardon me. The meat haulers, you know, they'd find them hung on the hooks, you know, the swinging meat haulers back in the day. Um, Today we're seeing truckers actually being kidnapped and made to either drive the rigs or they take the rigs and put the driver in the sleeper, tie him up back there, and then they take the load wherever and steal the load. So we're seeing a, a slight difference in the type of crime I think now than what we did 30 years ago.
1: Um, and it's become more complicated. Oh, okay. I was going to say slight different different how.
7: Well, you know, in that they're they're kidnapping and they're also yeah. they're they're pulling some scams. Um I had a friend uh at a truck stop there in Kentucky. Um there's two truck stops in the same name on both sides of the road. It's on 71. They had mm-hmm. a gang working there for uh, a couple of weeks of four or five guys. And this friend of mine was parked uh, in the back row in the daylight, and it was in the wintertime. And one of the guys pretended that he had slipped and fallen between two trucks while the right. other guys were hiding behind the trailers waiting for somebody to come up. And... Um. Uh, I mean, it's it's more sophisticated now. The crime in a lot of aspects.
1: Yeah, and, and Carolyn, you kind of had that in your article where they're they're hiding under the tra- they're hiding under the trailers even.
3: hmm Just, I mean, just really knowing what the, you know, really planning their crime, knowing what they're going after.
2: I think uh, um, that's uh, also when Todd was on last, uh, Todd Dills was did the cargo theft. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe he touched on that, um, that the crimes are, are, are more sophisticated now and involving, you know, kidnapping or, you know, things like that. I have to check and listen to that archive. But seems to me that was touched on back then. Yeah, and you know what? People have to, Alan, you're 100% right, people
7: have to be aware of their surroundings and start paying attention, you know. The criminals are more mobile now than what they ever were. And with truck stops, you know, being more in urban areas, they can disappear in a heartbeat in a car, you know. And then, too, I think um, there's some other aspects also, uh You know, many truckers now, they're not idling, and uh, truck stops aren't as well lit, so we're not having the ambient light to the marker lights. With the new hours of service, people are parking, and they're staying parked for 10 hours. Instead of, you know, you go at a truck stop, and you don't see trucks moving in and out, you know, like what we used to. That's you know, a good all point.
3: hours. That's a good point because when they're pulling in the the uh criminal is pretty much if he's on top of things knows he's you know, he's got ten hours. Right. Yeah. Right. And
7: so yeah. and, you know, there's not the constant movement like there used to be. So there's a lot of aspects of why the crime rate's coming up against truckers. And then, you know, one of my major points, um and I think I told you this, Carolyn, in the interview, was that Nothing is taught to people, you know, in schools or at the training companies about personal safety. And personal or all safety starts in the driver's seat. If a a student is taught to be personally safe at the from the get-go, then it just follows that his load and his equipment is going to be safer.
1: Oh yeah, and Sandy, I think. Uh, along with the bullet points, Carolyn, that you part out, I mean, we've already touched on be alert, plan it, lock it, another bullet point is park it, and of course, you're meaning that at safe areas, truck stops with security cameras, good lightings, et cetera, and one of the other p- points you pointed out is sound the alarm, and uh, when I first saw that, I was wondering, scratching my head, hmm, sound the alarm, and then I read a little bit later, you know, just carrying a you know carrying a dog or a pet, you know, like that in the truck. And Sandy, you you carry a dog, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, I got a little yappy dog. And, yeah, uh, and
1: that, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's it can be a
3: little it can be a little fellow. Or and Sandy had given the the example of a of a female driver put, who put a, a row of tin cans across the door. I mean, it it sounds right. so simple, but you know, you're going to hear someone trying to get in or wiggling the handle of your door. As a matter of fact, I was talking
7: to Jeff Barker today, uh, who's a 15 year driver, and and uh, we were talking about securing the truck from the inside. And and I told him the trick about taking the fishing line and swivels and running it from both doors to your air horn lanyard, if you have an air horn lanyard these days. And when somebody opens up the door, it blows your air horn.
3: That's a great idea.
7: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
7: I mean, it's just that, well, I tell trick.
3: you. The, the, uh,
1: carrying a dog with you, a pet, that's really a good thing. I was uh I went into a um uh a store not too long ago. It was real late at night, about two thirty three in the morning, having to drop gas and there was a truck parked right on the right over the drops and so you know, I kinda sleepily walked over there to the cab and knocked on the door. And this dog <laughs> I, I, I swear it was half monster. I mean, this thing was—that thing scared me so bad. I jumped probably fifty <laughs> feet back, and I tell you, those things work.
3: But again, even like what that uh, law enforcement guy that called in said—you know—they're gonna—they're gonna scope out the the easiest victim, and a little yappy dog is—they're gonna bypass you if you have a little yapper because they can get the next guy who doesn't have you know any alarm. Well, you
1: know, one one of the people in our chat room uh, mentioned that you know these type of people are opportunists. So, you know, even that little yappy dog is going to draw too much attention, and you know, and they're, they, you know, more than likely they're going to skirt out of the way there.
3: Right. I mean, they're not genius masterminds. These guys are, you know, they're they're just they're just petty criminals, and and and. You know, dirt bags, basically, and they're just going to grab the easiest. They don't want a lot of trouble. I was thinking today, because I'm
7: driving an International Pro Star now, and the air horn's in the steering wheel. And I was thinking, you know, gee, if something happens, how am I going to get anybody's attention? And I got thinking about those fog horns in a can. You can buy Mm -hmm. them in, I think, Walmart or uh, Marina's. You know, mm-hmm. and they sound. Oh gosh, they're loud. They're louder than an air horn, and you know that could stun someone too enough disorientate them that loud of a noise, and uh, to where you could possibly get out of the truck. You'd at least uh, attract attention if you're in a truck stop or a warehouse parking or a mall. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. Well, I've taken it up enough of your time, Alan. I just wanted to to touch base with y'all on this and. Uh, Oh well, I'm glad you did. Kind of something that I'm I'm hammering at, and um, my new book's uh, available now too. It's kind of a personal safety for um, the general public, and
1: uh, oh, what's it, what's its name?
7: It's called Arriving Alive, and it's got and personal wh- safety um, driving tips from a trucker's perspective. Like, please use your fl- your turn signals. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. about a third of the book is about trucks, trucking, and sharing the road with truckers.
3: Wow, that's great! So, oh, and where, it's, where it's, can they it's, get it? Uh,
7: it'll be available at Amazon.com within the week. I just—it's um, up at CreateSpace uh, now, uh, where I self-publish, and uh, I have—it will be up on Amazon within probably a week.
1: Okay. Sounds good. We'll be looking forward to it.
7: I'll shoot you a link to the CreateSpace spot for it.
1: Okay, it'd yeah, be do great so.
7: for it'd be great for, uh, you know, family members, you know, non-truckers.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course,
7: Street Smarts. It's available at amazon.com also.
1: Okay, sounds good. Yeah, shoot me the link.
3: I will. Thank you. Carolyn. you. Take right. care. Okay. Appreciate all your help on this. Oh, no problem.
1: All right. Be safe out there. Okay, Carolyn, listen. Um <clears throat> We had be alert, plan it, lock it, park it, sound the alarm. Let's get to the nitty gritty to defend yourself. Okay. Um, you know, I think this article. I know this article. Uh, a lot of people read this article. It and you know, we've got Donna. We've got a lot of feedback from it. I think one of the biggest feedbacks we got was this bullet point: defend yourself. Okay. So, how and with what? Uh, Carolyn take it take it away. Where do we well, go with this?
3: Well, I mean, you know, I the the first bullet point about defending yourself just if you're being attacked, if someone's breaking in, you you know, use whatever you can to to save yourself. I think that's pretty obvious and self-explanatory. Um things get a little bit complicated if you have illegal items in your in your truck and you end up using them to defend yourself and that's where you know that's where you just have to you have to know the laws of the states that you are traveling in and even the cities that you're that you're driving through um, anything from if if you're carrying wasp spray um, to use to as a defense item um, you know you can find yourself in a in a heap of trouble uh, you know I I'm not necessarily saying whether that should be that way, but it certainly could. It could. You could end up regretting. Is that is that what you is that what you in your well, you know, as well?
1: Well, you know, I, lear- I learned something from your article because your article said you know uh... Wasp spray is illegal, and I looked at Donna. I went, well, you know what? I I didn't know that. And uh, Donna, you looked that up and
2: checked it out, right? Yeah, it says because of the EPA laws on the um on the uh, you know on the on the bottle
6: mm-hmm. on the
2: can that this product can only be used for what it's intended to. So that right. can get you in a lot of trouble.
1: You know, but but coming from a law enforcement background, I think if uh you know, me personally, this is my opinion. I mean, I think if your life was in jeopardy, it was a matter of life and death situation and you shot that wasp spray, I can't. I mean, I wish that law enforcement officer were still on the line. I can't imagine, you know, you being shipped off, shipped off to prison, prison right. for protecting yourself. But I, I, I just don't think that would happen. I don't think a judge would do that. But then again, you know, you get the right attorney, uh, mm-hmm. the the victim gets the right attorney. They very well, you know, could be. The law is a funny thing.
3: Exactly. And I, and I just felt like it was. You know, it really wasn't necessarily my opinion on whether it should be or shouldn't be. That was kind of what I struggled with it because it seemed ridiculous to me. But uh, it's stated clearly on the on the wasp spray. And if you do, you know, if you do do, and I did do some research on it, and um, you know, and uh, yes, if your life is being in, being endangered, you're 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 most likely going to be fine. But if you're just mad and and you have it in your in your truck
1: oh,
6: yeah. for
3: protection, and you spray it out the window. I mean, you're in, you're you're in big trouble.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. At that point, yeah, I don't. <laughs> right. Yeah, I totally agree. But I was surprised. I mean, that was uh, I I I didn't know that. So I, I learned something from your article on that.
3: Uh, mace falls into that category in some areas as well. So there are some states that you cannot carry mace or even pepper spray. So. Um, you just you just have to. I mean, it's a lot of it is risk benefit too. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say don't carry pepper spray or don't carry mace. I carry it, but um, you know, especially when I travel alone. So, um, you know, it's just it, all of this is about raising awareness. So you you at least at least you want to at least know. I mean, you want to educate yourself and know what is and isn't legal in the in the states that you're driving. That, I mean, that. Right,
1: right, right. Let me grab another caller here. I think I know area code. Oh, I hear the background. Area code nine one eight, Oklahoma. Go ahead.
2: Hey, Alan, it's Jan.
1: Hey, Jan. I thought that was you. <laughs>
2: um, I just want to touch a little bit on um, what Carolyn was saying about um, the way you look,
7: not only the way you present yourself, but how you are dressed and the the
2: uh, men and women both, that if you are look unkept, like she said, that, that unkept look, I believe, makes you more of a target, and especially with women, especially with women. And dressing nice, and, I mean, I'm not talking about walking through the truck stop in high heels and, shoot, and, and a skirt, but looking well-kept and confident
5: mm-hmm. is probably
2: – some
1: of the best protection anybody could have. And did you did you find that in your in your investigating, Carolyn?
3: Um, yes, just overall, just exactly what she just said. Just, I mean, everything, everything, even your truck looking nice. I mean, it helps you. I mean, just a truck that's clean and and not just filthy, spread you know, splattered with mud. Just just gives the the criminal a sense that you um you're you're a professional and you're someone on top of your game. Uh, completely heard um you know any heard that over and over um not necessarily about women but uh, just appearance being a big being a big thing. I mean if you're dressed neatly and and you take pride in your appearance, you're probably in their mind just you know, less of a target.
1: Huh, would you way. think that, Donna? Because I personally i wouldn't have thought that
3: uh no actually that to be honest
2: i you know something like that didn't didn't cross my mind that that's you know what they would looking at but you know i would just think that they would be looking at people that are kind of you know not paying attention or something like that but yeah no that's uh that's just one more thing to add to the list Okay.
1: All right. Well thanks Jan. Listen, time's running out, but listen, Caroline, I gotta get down to the nitty gritty here. Uh I, I saw the little graph you had there, thirty one percent of truckers surveyed uh carry a gun.
3: Right. That's you know, um, we did our survey on e trucker and on all of our different trucking magazines and um we, you know got a lot of response and, and that's you know, that's what they that's what they said. So um, I've had some that have have really, you know, disputed that and said that that's not even close, that it's a lot higher than that, and then um, others who have said that that's way too high. So, you know, it's hard to know.
1: Yeah, that's another thing we we just don't know. I mean, I hear a lot of drivers say that they carry. I personally have seen very few that do, but maybe they just didn't, you know, maybe they did not a good thing just to show off all the time but mm-hmm. that's one of the statistics that I really would like to get more of a handle on and then again uh it goes back to what you had said about such things as wasp spray you um, you really need to know uh the law and abide by it if you're going to carry a firearm
3: right and and I think one of the the main one of my main goals with that section was the myth that there's the um federal law against drivers carrying a firearm so that you know that was that was that that was something i wanted to put out there that that is not true and you would i'm sure you're not surprised but just so many in the industry including law enforcement who believe that that is true
1: Well, you know why they do that is because when you're in the, a lot of times when you're in the CDL training school
6: Mm -hmm. or even
1: at orientation, the company's going to tell you. I mean, they'll come out. I mean, I know companies Mm -hmm. will come right out and tell the drivers it's illegal to carry a firearm in the truck. Right. And and that has gotten spread around so much. I mean, what it what it largely pertains to is company policy. Right. uh, You know, forbids you to uh, carry. A firearm in the truck, but they don't put it that way. They just say it's illegal,
3: right? And 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 I don't really I don't really understand the thinking behind that, but it's worked. <laughs> and um and I had I had a couple of law enforcement say uh, tell me and I one of them brought it up and so I brought it up to the others that I talked to, was that um they the law enforcement certainly doesn't mind that myth being out there. So, um, oh you know, yeah, I bet. <laughs> and so, you know, and they were—they didn't go on the record saying that, but that's what uh, I heard from from many of them. Um, very hostile to the article, you know, hostile. Not, I mean, just the ones really? that, yeah, just not wanting this myth to be dispelled. And so, um, you know, and I assured them huh. that I'm, I'm going to make sure that, you know, that it's also pointed out that. I'd say I, I didn't find any major companies that allow firearms. I mean, I think it's pretty – I mean, I'd hate to say 90%, but um, none of the major companies allow firearms. I mean, you will lose your job. Oh, you know, yeah. Even if you're defending your life.
1: Oh, yeah, and I've, I've pointed that out many times. You know, a lot of the major carriers and everything, it, it's just it's just company policy. Um Something you said a second ago, I found interesting. Though I want to make sure I understood it. When you were talking to law enforcement officers,
6: mm-hmm. uh,
1: were they were they aware of the Peaceable Journey Act, or were they not? Or did they, you find I mean, out?
3: I think that they were, but they, you know, it was it was it was real. It was just a real kind of a hostile type thing. Like, what good are you doing by even bringing this up? I'm like, well. I mean, you know, I'm writing a factual, trying to write a factual article. That's all. I mean, I'm not, I don't have an opinion on it. I'm just putting the, putting correct information out there. Um, but then on the flip side, I can't tell you how many guys off the record have, that do carry legally who have said the cops were like, "Hey, good for you," you know, that they've been pulled over and, um, you know, showed their license and and the co- so I you know I think I I don't know you know I think you could you could talk to law enforcement all day and get a different opinion maybe based on their experience
1: yeah well if they're go- if you're you know if you're a driver and you're going to carry i mean mm-hmm. have a permit i mean you know if, uh, a lot of the drivers i've heard from who you know they'll they'll ride me they've gotten trouble you know they had their you know firearm confiscated they even ended up in jail and when i get to talking to them a little bit more i find out uh, they didn't have they didn't have a permit for the weapon uh, you know, and, and you know, and other things. And if you don't have that permit, that's just that's just going to be a red flag. That's just going to, if if at the worst, is just going to get you held up for a long time.
3: Right, right. And, I, and 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 like you say, possibly lose your job, lose your truck, lose your gun for sure. So. Oh yeah. Um, so it, I think part of that
2: survey, Carol, of you asking how many people, mm-hmm. um, you know, carry. I, I truly believe that that's a low figure, and I think a lot of people are hesitant to admit that they do carry for fear of uh, losing their job or, you know, supposing my name gets divulged, my company, uh, you know, finds out, or something like that. On the other hand, um, I I think if people don't carry that, they really shouldn't say that either. I think just the fact that a criminal has to wonder if a driver is carrying, would be a deterrent and would you know be some kind of intimidation. So uh, I think that absolutely,
3: if- absolutely, and that's I got in kind of got into a little bit of it with a law enforcement who was saying he was he liked that that misinformation out there. I'm like, yeah, but I'd rather the criminals be a little worried, you know, about, about truckers and, and, and guns. Oh, so, absolutely. You, I mean, you know, I don't oh, you yeah. well, you
1: know and, and then on the other hand, you have some drivers out there that, you know, hey, they they let everybody know. I mean, have you ever hmm. seen these trucks with uh, the stickers on the window that says, this truck protected by Smith & Wesson? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah.
6: know, so, right. hey, you so, know,
1: whatever you want to do, but just know the laws, and if you're going to carry uh you know, have that permit because it's going to prevent a lot of headaches down the road. I guarantee you. So,
3: and obey the uh, of the law on the with the permit as well. I mean, you know, and and it it needs to be um, uh, locked and unloaded and and all of that. So it's just um, you know, I mean, it's just it's just important to to know the laws and and the laws of the states that you're traveling through.
1: Right, and you know, if the company has a policy against it, which you know practically all the major carriers do, it's it's a personal choice, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and a, a lot of them, uh, a lot of them choose to do so. But with the way the crime's going up, Carolyn, you know, you mm-hmm. you, you kind of really blame can't blame them.
3: them. No, mm-mm. I mean it's really hard to. I mean, unless you're out there, and it, depending on where your your deliveries are, I mean, <laughs> it's hard for. I, I I find it hard to to judge anyone's decision but but they need to make it based on on, they need to make an educated decision they need to know what they're getting into
2: oh yeah donna you were going to say something oh i was going to say i i like that sticker you were saying about i mean (laughs) maybe people should be putting uh no matter what (laughs)
0: yeah
1: Yeah, I well, I've seen those out there, you know, and a lot of those are, you know, and then you've got the other group, you know, the the pure owner operators, you know, who work for themselves, who mm-hmm. who uh, you know, get their own loads or not under a company, you know, but right. you know, if you're if you're leased to a company, if you're under the company's uh, rules and guidelines, it's just it just boils down to a personal choice, you know, carry or follow the guidelines and And that's why I don't ever, you know, people write me and say, you know, can I carry? Is it okay if I carry? Is man, you know, it's a personal choice. You know, I don't want to tell somebody, yeah, carry. The company find out and they lose their job.
3: That that was my that was my big fear. And I do want to emphasize, there, you know, the large companies don't, but. Um, I talked to several people who said that they um, they haul for a, a mom and pop, just to, you know, just a small little company, and and that the um, that the uh, company owners, you know, happy that they're protecting themselves. You know, they said that it kind of feels like family. You you know, so um, I, I think you know that you you know, you, most everybody's policy is written, so it shouldn't be any. Any problem finding out what your company's policy is, but
1: yeah, well, I find it real interesting that the officers uh, <laughs> that you talked to had that attitude. I mean, these are drivers who are uh, have the right to protect themselves. Right. I mean, you know, these these OTR drivers, well, you know, just drivers, they go into some, mm-hmm. you know, pretty rough areas I, so that attitude the officers I was really surprised
3: well and i and i really want to emphasize that 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 that, that it, the attitudes swung in both directions because the um the officer that was investigating the truman smith i mean he he said he was personally devastated and he said when he went back to the uh station he said the every every officer there was just sick about it so you know and they were and they took it really really hard so i i think i i mean i think you know you're going to see both and i and i'm sure it has to do more with their experience um on the you know on the road and in law enforcement i mean just how they feel about one guy said how would you like to be pulling a truck over and you know they're sitting up high and you're and you're low and you know you don't know
1: yeah oh that, yeah you know and, yeah. yeah oh i understand you know and you got to give credit to the law enforcement they uh they they have they have a very tough job
3: they do they do but um, but I would say I, I really would say for the most part the ones that I talked to especially the ones that were on the record were very you know sympathetic towards the the dangerous uh, conditions that truckers face and and um, you know fully expect them to protect themselves so
1: right well listen it's uh, our time's winding down here Carolyn but okay. it's a great article it's the uh, 2011 April issue of Truckers News. And um, that's available at uh, most truck stops, isn't it?
3: Mm-hmm. And online too, so they can go online and find it. So,
1: well, I appreciate you coming here. Now, give us our web any websites you want to share with our listeners.
3: Um, just um, truckersnews dot com. I think if if they want to go on there, and we're on Facebook too, so um, truckers news Facebook, and um, and leave and leave comments or just leave your experience. You know, just talk about your experiences and and. Um, and tips, any tips, you know, anything anything I loved what that law enforcement guy was saying about the um just you know, about what they're looking for when they're targeting a victim. So I think that all that's really good to know.
1: Yeah, well I mean they they know what to look for, you know, uh just like uh, you know, Jan and you were saying about uh just the way you dress, I mean, you know, hey that that's a new one for me. I wouldn't have thought that but again you know it just goes right back uh, you know the the number one key i believe is uh awareness and uh being a you know being aware of your surroundings and you covered that real well in the article
3: well i appreciate it it was really it was really um hope, you know just hopefully just bring raise awareness of the dangers out there and and if just one person looks around the truck stop tonight you know you feel like you've done a good job so
1: oh yeah certainly all right. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep reading. Uh, I pick up Truckers News every, you know, every issue it comes out. And you know, again, you said it's online, too, digitally, so uh, readily available. But it's, it's a great article. Uh,
2: appreciate you coming on the show.
3: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Donna, too. Nice talk. Oh, to thanks.
2: You. I just want to tell you um, I'm looking through the, the, the paper, the, the magazine now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every article has to do with drivers uh, how it relates to them you 've got your mexico article you 've got your f m c s a article you know the h o s article so i i, I mean i 'm not just saying this because i 've said this before on 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 the air that chucker um, 's news probably is one of the best magazines for the truck driver. So I'll I'll just well, go I, ahead
3: and I certainly and with- appreciate that. Thank you very much. And anytime anybody has any story ideas, that's that's where we get all of our good ideas from or from readers. So Right.
2: Well, you know, mm-hmm. we appreciate it. And uh and that that's great that you do go out and ask, you know, uh for ideas from the drivers themselves because that's who reads these these magazines and mm-hmm. that's who they should be um targeting.
3: Well, I appreciate it, and everybody be careful out there.
1: Okay. Thanks, Carolyn. We'll be in touch. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.
1: Um, Yeah, it was a really good article. So Truckers News Magazine, April issue, you can check it out. And we'll take a quick break and be right back to wrap things up for this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. So back in a few. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. You know, I get a lot of emails from drivers just coming into the industry, and many of them have one goal in mind, and that is to someday have their own rig and become an owner-operator. I started Truth About Trucking and AskTheTrucker.com with one major goal in mind, and that was to provide honest and reliable information about the trucking industry, especially to those just beginning their careers in professional truck driving. Running your own trucking business is part of the entrepreneurial spirit that keeps America moving, and if you're considering starting your own owner op business, there's only one name you need to know, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. LoneMountainTruck.com offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. There's no huge balloon payment at the end, and when you make that final truck payment, they hand over the title. It's that simple. They require a very reasonable down payment, and the monthly payments are kept at an affordable $1,000 per month, and sometimes even less. They have a great inventory to choose from, which includes Peterbilts, Volvos, Internationals, and Freightliners. And all of their trucks are mechanically checked out, dependable, and ready to go. And unlike trucking company leases, if you choose to switch motor carriers, the truck goes with you. It's your truck. Check them out at Truck.com or give them a call toll-free 866-512-5685. The LoneMountainTruck.com, the honest guys with the sweet lease deals. truck.com. Okay, Donna, wrapping it up here, any announcements out there in the world of trucking?
2: Well, yeah, we've got a couple announcements. Um, First of all, I I just want to let everyone know um, that – can you hear me okay, Alan? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, sometimes I can't tell with this phone. But the human trafficking, uh, Truckers Against Trafficking, the campaign has taken off tremendously – um, the awareness. Uh, more and more truckers are aware of of the the problem within not just the truck stops, but in other places. Um, The human trafficking, the video on that site, everyone needs to go over to Truckers Against Trafficking and watch that video uh, if you haven't already. But um, there was uh, an article from the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, and uh, they, they said based on gathering of 155 countries. Um, The first global assessment of the scope of human trafficking and and what's being done to fight it includes an overview of trafficking, legal steps, country-specific information. And at the launch of this, they're saying many governments are still in denial. So the actual global involvement of the human trafficking problem, which is – I mean, you're talking 155 countries. That's huge. And what truckers are doing in this in this country is they're becoming aware and knowing that maybe those lot lizards they're they're seeing out there are not there uh, on their own accord, but rather they're being forced to uh, perform, and and ju- they're just slaves is, is basically what it is. So again, thank you to everyone, all the drivers out there who are taking the wallet cards, uh, the posters. Uh, the hotline number is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight 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 if you see anything suspicious and um uh we'll just keep we'll just keep throwing it out there because this is this is an atrocity that's just not acceptable uh in, in any country. So um, uh, that's our first announcement. The second announcement is um, there is a big boom of people uh, get trying to get into the trucking industry. Um, you know, looking to either change careers or, or just get into it. And um, with all the schools and and new companies out there with the training, of course, we're big on the standards, increasing the standards of training. Um, we just want to send you, if you know people who are looking into trucking, to go to truthabouttrucking.com. Alan has it all written out um, in his book uh, to kind of put you on the right path because um, you know there there are some scams out there. Let's let's face it and it's a big problem, so truthabouttrucking.com if you do know people. Uh, also, the iPhone Trucker app, um, you know, you can download it on your iPhone. No, we don't have it on an Android. I wish we did. We get that question every day. <laughs> <laughs> you do have an iPhone. You can download Trucker. Let's see, iPhone
1: and what's the other one?
2: Um, what do you mean? It's only on the iPhone.
1: No, there's uh, that that other thing, too. Um, I can't think of it, iPhone and...
2: Uh, oh, the iPad. The iPad, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can use it on your iPad and, um, and so you can just use the little app sign on the um, on your iPhone or you can go to iTunes and just type in trucker. Uh, the other thing is the announcement on uh, October 15th, we have the first annual truck driver social media convention and we're just going to say if If you are interested in trucking or truck drivers or the trucking industry, the betterment of it, this is a convention that you do not want to miss. It's October 15th. You do have to reserve. It's not the kind of event where you can say, well, I'll see where I'm at in October because that's what we're hearing. No, you're going to have to commit to it. And If you are concerned about the new regu- regulations, proposals, and want to learn how to um, be with people who want to come up with solutions and not just talk about things or complain about them, but actually be involved, then this is the event to be at. It's going to be in uh, Tunica, Mississippi, which is about 45 minutes from Memphis, so it's it's pretty centrally located, actually and it will be at the Gold Strike uh hotel and casino. Uh we'll have the entire upper floor. It's a it's a 16-hour event and so we'll we're going to be supplying all your food and and entertainment and so forth, but the gist of it is to discuss uh to, to discuss the the trucking and what we all face right now and let's come up with some solutions and we're going to have uh experts there regulation expert Rich Wilson uh employment law and transportation law Paul Taylor James McCormick job placement and career counseling will be there Eddie Gachui who has um uh, an incredible website uh trip sheet central Uh, for the owner-operator for business bookkeeping and even starting up uh, to be an owner-operator to get your DOT, um, to get your, you know, number. And it's just going to be an incredible event, so if you're interested in the trucking industry, your career, your livelihood, and what's going on, please go to truckingsocialmedia.com, or you can go to the Ask the Trucker blog. There's an event page on Facebook also, just sign up there uh, and say, I am attending, and then we'll be sending out a uh, a group letter to everybody there who signs up there and tell you how to, how to RSVP, or you can just go on truckingsocialmedia.com and RSVP where it says reservations. But uh, we really want to meet you, see you, and discuss these solutions uh, to the trucking industry and uh, i want to thank everybody um thank jan and jim McCarter. um the mats the hats uh for hope were um, was a big success and uh i believe if you go on the keys trucker blog you can you can read about it there the 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 cancer ch- child cancer victims and all the hats were, were brought to mats uh from drivers all over and then um, Jan and Jim delivered them over to, uh, to the little girl's house, and they were absolutely thrilled. So thank you to all the drivers uh, for doing that. And um, let's see. Oh, I wanted to um, talk about at the event our sponsors. So far we have, um, we have the Pilot Flying J Travel Center as a sponsor for the convention. Uh, we have Idle Air is a, also a silver sponsor for the convention. Our bronze sponsors are Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, Hotels for Truckers, The Load Post, TransProducts.com, Truckers Forum. These are these are all sponsors. If you are interested and you do support the professional C D L driver and you want to be a sponsor to this great event, uh, just uh, just uh, info at TruckingSocialMedia.com. Or you can go right to the website, which is www.truckingsocialmedia.com. So we want to um, tell all our sponsors we do appreciate your support for the professional truck driver uh, tonight. And I think that's it, Alan. All right.
1: Well, sounds good to me. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everyone. And be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites and follow our show. Uh, Just click on the follow button there at at, uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash truthabouttrucking. And all of our shows are archived, so they are always there to listen to if you miss our live shows. And come join in on our blog at askthetrucker.com. But for now, that will be a wrap. We're going to leave you with a brand new song that you will be hearing for the first time right here on Truth About Trucking Live. Two songwriters came up with this tune, David Ayers. The one half of the songwriting team of Alan Ayers Productions.com, which brought us the music CD, When the Big Rigs Don't Roll. And the other songwriter was, uh, let's see, I can't remember, Donna. Who was the other songwriter for this song?
2: I don't know, Alan. Who was that?
1: Ah, man, it's slipping. Oh, yeah, it was you. (laughs) Yeah, your first songwriting attempt. That's right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so Truth About Trucking Live's own Donna Smith teamed up. With a big-rig songwriter, co-songwriter, David Ayers, and you're hearing it first right here on Blog Talk radio. So thanks for tuning in. Everybody in the chat room, all our listeners online. appreciate it. So here it is, written by David Ayers and Donna Smith. Boy, you think you're something now, don't you? <laughs> written by David Ayers and Donna Smith, performed by John Johnson. I'm in the truck and family. So, on behalf of Donna Smith and for TruthAboutTrucking.com, dot com, dot Am I getting tired? <laughs> Askthetrucker Blog Talk Radio, and Truth About Trucking Live. I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. Bad lease dot com. Dis- that you're on me, high fuel, crazy rules, flat tire, no tools Traffic jam, flim flam, run around by Uncle Sam Cheap freight, overweight, they say I'm always running late Nafta,
6: messy bugs, coughing from a thermos mug Four wheelers, switching lanes, driving crazy in the rain Bad wreck, bottleneck, people start to rubber neck stars, people shout, stop my rig and pull them out I'm in the in family, they haul that freight on a concrete flea. I'm in the truckin' family, I can handle anything that you throw at me. I'm in the truckin' family. Scam schools, half-truths, shady companies in cahoots, tight shoes, fast boots, got a low